What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another movie review. I'm Chase Lee, reviewing for DallasMovieScreenings.com, and the movie I want to take a look at right now is Radioactive. Now, this one comes from Amazon Studios. It is directed by Mar Jane Satrapi, and this one stars uh, Rosamund Pike as real-life uh, person Marie Curry, and this is based on her incredible true story of creating radium and plutonium, her winning the Nobel Peace Prize twice, and seeing how her product is being used for good in terms of x-rays and CAT scans. And um, this is going to be way after her her passing, but obviously the horrors that plutonium and radium uh, have caused on people with like the Chernobyl explosion and just, you know, um, atom bombs, H-bombs, all that stuff. She, she, she never was alive to see all that, but uh, knowing that her element is both good and bad for society is a pretty pretty uh interesting legacy to leave behind for sure but you know she she was an incredible person you know being a uh, a female scientist back in that time late 1800s early 1900s you know it was a man's world and you know she was just kind of doing her best she didn't take any crap from anybody i love that she was just like yeah i'm going to create this stuff whether you like it or not i don't really care if you support me or not so uh she had that kind of attitude that just kind of go get them positive attitude to get whatever she wanted to get done because she knew that her products could possibly reduce the size of tumors and you know she really wanted to pursue that and do some good for the world so but yeah going into it I you know had no idea who Marie Curry was because I'm dumb and I didn't pay attention in school chemistry not really one of my favorite subjects and so I'm sure we had a whole week probably a whole month on the periodic table we probably went down all the elements the history behind them and I'm sure this name was mentioned and uh, w with my, my dumb self in high school, I probably just um, didn't pay attention because my attention span is probably one of a hamster. So, yeah, so going into this blind then, because I didn't watch any trailers, didn't see any posters, I went into it blind because I was like, I just wanted to be open to this woman's world. I want to see, like, you know, her work in the laboratory. I want to see her with her family. I just want to see her life. Like, you know, she was uh, an incredible person from what I've read on, you know, like Wikipedia or something. Uh, just kind of get like a brief history before I watched the movie and after I watched it. So I wanted to see it. I wanted to see like how she worked and just how she was as a person. Like it just seemed like a really incredible story to tell about an incredible person. Uh, I heard a little bit about it from last year uh, at some film festivals, but that's just my extent of it. So I saw it. It's fine. Um, unfortunately, this kind of screams TV movie for me it doesn't feel cinematic at all it just really feels like a a really great movie would play on television i don't think there's anything wrong with that it's kind of presented that way and it will appear on uh amazon prime um you know this friday july 24th um so i guess that that works but it doesn't scream cinematic this epic you know scale story of this person and just her life and how rich it was it's just like it's there it shows the important parts. It shows fragments of her life. But that's about it. Um, so let's dive into this. Because I think there's a lot of interesting stuff at play. And a lot of interesting stuff on paper. But I just don't think it's executed as well as the filmmakers think it is. So the movie starts out with uh, her basically on her deathbed. And she's older at this point. I think it's like in the... 
1930s, I believe, 1930s. And so we uh, then get to see her kind of reminisce on just her life. And so it'll, it showed like a couple of clips of her interacting with uh, Pierre uh, Curry, uh, played by Sam Riley. And it kept flipping back to the hospital. And then eventually it stayed on her, her, um, her memories. And that is the movie. So we're seeing a life flashes before the eyes type of scenario, which on paper sounds, you know, pretty good. I mean, she's, she's about to die and it's kind of morbid if you think about it, but she's about to die and we're seeing her life kind of play out. We're seeing all the, the stuff that she remembers, all the stuff she wants to remember before she passes. Like she wants to kind of comb through it and uh, relive all the, the good and the bad of her life before she uh, passes on. Um, so like I said, on theory, you know, or on paper, like it, it sounds like it could be a pretty good idea. We get to see, you know, uh, her really kind of control the movie. Like she's showing us as an audience member, like what she, uh, you know, is thinking of in her last moments. And there's, there's something kind of poetic about that. And, you know, if you think about it that way, it sounds, sounds pretty sweet and, Heartbreaking at the same time, but I think the problem is this this woman is so amazing and she did a lot in her life. And I think doing the fragment approach in the kind of like flashes of memory um approach is just not the way to go about it. This is a woman that has a a deep, rich kind of life. You want to see all of that. I want to see a show based on this woman's life. I want to see a three-hour-long movie instead of a, an hour-and-49-minute movie based on this woman's life. And so I think it does a, a, you know, a disservice when you're doing her story in fragments, just kind of showing the highlights. You know, she's in the laboratory, and then, oh, she created the element. Oh, she's nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. And, oh, she found uh, love in uh, a working partner with Pierre, Oops, they're they're married. Uh, oops, they have a kid. It's just like, it's just kind of like, all right, we got to hit these points. We got to. It's like a PowerPoint presentation, a, a glorified glorified slideshow, and that's all we kind of get. Um, there are a few moments where they kind of stand out more than others, but for the most part, it's just kind of like a basically told story. And I just, I wanted more. Like I wanted you to kind of explore this woman and her her findings in the laboratory. Let me see how she actually works uh, on all the elements, you know, the the trial and error and just every, I want to see the whole process. Um, I want to see more of her life and more with her kids. I just, I, it just seems like, you know, with someone that left a pretty interesting legacy behind, you would want to showcase it in the, the best way possible. I just thought this one was just kind of surface level storytelling and I get why it was done because it was presented that way at the very beginning, which I'm fine with consistency. But it just, I just don't think it does her um, any favors telling it this way. Speaking of telling it in fragments and consistency, there is a vignette that's put on the outside of the frame sometimes. Makes sense. She is uh, having her life flash before her eyes. It's getting kind of hazy. Her life is literally dwindling right before her. So I get that you would have like a vignette, like the like the black kind of curves on the corners of the screens. 
That makes total sense to have. But consistency is the name of the game, folks. There are some shots that have it. There are some shots that don't. Now, someone could make the argument like, oh, the vignette shots are her memory. That's what she remembers only. And then everything that doesn't have it is just for us. I guess that's fine, but why would you do it that way? Because there's there are several scenes in this movie within the same like 20 seconds of each other. It's a conversation between two people or you know, it's someone walking into the exterior shot of a scene and it's carrying on from that point. There's some shots that are cut with a vignette and then it cuts back to a normal widescreen look and then it goes back to the vignette. Maybe then back to maybe two shots of the widescreen, then back to a vignette. It's not consistent. And so it's more distracting than anything. I get the uh, the idea of it. I totally do. But it just it's, like I said, more distracting than anything. And if you're going to do it, you should have just stuck with it and just made the whole thing a vignette. I mean, because I'd, I'd rather have it either like that or no vignette at all. Rather than it hopping back and forth like that, it just doesn't look right. And so, once again, I get the the idea behind it. It could possibly mean that like that's all we're seeing from her memory, and then the rest is just for us. But like, I don't know. It just uh, it doesn't look right uh, on a visual front, and it's just um, it's just kind of confusing. Uh, so either one or the other. Um, the overall like color palette of this movie is kind of weird. Um, it's very toned down, very kind of flat, and it makes the sets and it makes the, the production design look flat as well, and it doesn't look like a very lively environment anywhere these characters go, and so I think that also kind of adheres to the TV uh, movie approach. Um, I just wanted to point that out. It just it kind of bothered me. It's just kind of like this gray, greenish kind of like tint over the mostly the entire movie, and it just... It just, I don't know, it's not appealing, <laughs> and it just really kind of makes your movie a, a little lifeless. But you know what? I think overall, I didn't have a problem watching this movie. Like, it was completely fine. And I think by the end of it, I, I think the biggest uh, thing I, uh, for me is I wanted more. I wanted more of this woman's story. I want to see everything. And so I, I, I like the, you know, um, the... You know, like I said, the interesting legacy that she left behind with the, these elements and how, you know, it's used for good in society today. And it's also had some really horrific events happen in our society. But, you know, those moments when they happen on screen, because this movie does kind of jump ahead in time a little bit. I don't think they're as powerful because we're just kind of we're just kind of showcasing them really quick. And like, that's it. And, you know, um and I'm sure someone in the comments is like, well, just go watch shows like Chernobyl if you want an in-depth on that event. I totally get that. But when you put it in this movie in this context, um, I kind of just wish uh, they would make something a little bit longer to showcase like specific times in history when radium and plutonium were used. It might have more of an emotional impact as you're watching it. So when these events happen, um, they could hit you a little little harder. So that, that's all I'm asking for. Um and uh, the last thing before I end this review, and I think it's the perfect way to end it, is that the uh, performances overall are fine, but Rosamund Pike is pretty dang good. Now, I've always liked her uh, and whatever she pops in. And I, her, and I think her taking control 
of this character and taking command of the screen is is just totally great. Um, she really kind of has this power about her when she's uh, on screen. She has this presence. And I think when you're dealing with someone who is so uh, determined to get stuff done, is a, a workaholic, like you need someone that is kind of like that confident and direct on screen. And Rosamund Pike does that. But she also has a lot of stuff that she buries away. She has a lot of stuff that she hides. She doesn't like to show her emotional wall that much. Um, uh, I, I think she has kind of like that mindset, you know, it, it makes her weak and all that stuff. She doesn't want to be perceived that way because she is in the science field and she doesn't want people to bully her. So she kind of, once again, she just buries all those emotions. <clears throat> but when there's stuff that happens like with her kids or her husband, <clears throat> you can definitely tell that, yeah, her work is important, but her family is even more important. And it really kind of, shows you the level of love that she has towards her close circle of friends and family. So uh, I think that performance really kind of exercises that, and you just get to see it all in uh, her, her body language, her facial acting. It's all there. I, I just I absolutely liked her performance uh, in this film, and it carries the movie for sure. And I think that's why I'm going to give it that uptick in the grade. But uh, if there was anyone else cast in this film as... Marie Curry, I don't think it would have worked as well. Rosamund Pike is good to watch in this movie. So those are my overall thoughts uh, on the film. Um, oh, one final thing. Sam Riley plays Pierre Curry, uh, her husband in the film. And then who is the other gentleman that plays her friend? I forgot. Um, they have some of the worst facial hair I've ever I've seen the movie in quite some time. Um, it's obviously fake hair, and when it sticks on their face, it like has that like plastic kind of uh, kind of glow to it. It's just absolutely hilarious. So it doesn't really make or break the movie for me. I thought that was a funny little tidbit. Like, oh, his uh, his mustache. Oh, his beard. That's not real hair. <laughs> so uh, it could have been blended a little bit better, but it's you know neither here nor there. It doesn't really affect it. So. Yes, uh, I'm going to give this one a C+. Plus. Uh, you know, I think if you're in the mood for uh, a biography or something on Marie Curie's life, give this one a watch. It's breezy. It, you know, gets in, gets out, and you'll move on about your day. But I don't think it's going to leave uh, a big impact. And hopefully stuff like this, if it is popular on Amazon Prime this weekend, maybe we'll get a series. Maybe we'll get something else and something uh, that can um, topple this one and be the true story of Marie Curry for sure so but yeah this one's not bad you can go into it don't expect much and you might be blown away or you might not but let me know down below what you think of Radioactive if you watch it on Amazon Prime this weekend if uh, you are watching this review on YouTube please subscribe to my YouTube channel so that way you can get updates on whatever I review if you're more of a podcast person and you don't want to see my ugly mug I have all these in audio form as well on my Real Me and Colin and Movie Podcast uh, feed uh, I'm everywhere CastBox Anchor uh, Spotify, just search it up. You'll find it if you're more of an audio person. But that will do it for this review, guys. I'm Chase Lee for DallasMovieScreenings.com. And tune in next time for whatever I review next. I will see you guys later.